Well, let me let everybody know how this show is starting out on this Friday edition of the Situation Room. We have the big freaking cannoli who's doing some shots of Jameson before the show. How you doing? We need to have a little intervention. I, I see alcoholism on the rise here with the cannoli. <laughs> In my own defense, I must say that I thought it a cup of coffee at the moment of consumption. So instead of coffee at, you know, whatever, he's drinking. Dude, that's appropriate shit, bro. That's what I'm doing. Oh, I'm saying bro. Okay, I'm going to try not to say bro that much on this show yeah, because bro. obviously I'm a douchebag for saying bro See? too much. You know what I mean? Bro, brah. Bro, brah. Just, oh, here we just go. for uh, product placement. Well, Shit, you better go ahead, do, brother. No, do another one. Now, as long as it's I'm out, you better do another do, one. Do, do another one. Be a rebel, bro. <laughs> if so I do another one, I will be irresponsible for my not irresponsible, not responsible for my actions. What's wrong? No, with I can't that? do another shot. I can't keep doing shots. I got stuff to do, dude. We're we're professionals. That's my point. Is we're professionals. We do this kind of stuff. This is why we do it. Yeah, of course, you're Jameson. Don't worry about where my Jameson is. I don't drink Jameson. I drink Jägermeister and get hung over for three days. That's what I'm saying. Hey, folks, by oh. the way, if you haven't seen yet, if you're watching on YouTube, we have one of our partners in crime from Unleashed with Jeremy Hansen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have brother Jeremy Hansen in the house, also known as Kroom Kaka. What's up, brother? <laughs> oh, shit, you went there. You know what? I'm doing good. I'm doing freaking amazing. Friday's awesome, isn't it? Friday's a beautiful thing. So we got Kroom Kaka, which is like a, what did you say? Like a Scandinavian version of the cannoli? Yeah, it's like a cannoli, but better. Oh, wait, what? 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 Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like Scandinavian. Yeah. It's, you know what it does like Scandinavians? It raids its neighbors. So it's borrowed ingredients. Oh, dude, that's hardcore <laughs> shit. Well, hey, Scotty, I got an Italian gun for sale. Never fired, dropped once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? 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 That's, that's where we're going with this one? Hey, Rocky, are you on singular view or gallery view dude, don't, worry, don't, with... don't worry about what i'm doing bro okay well it's just showing up weird on my end dude i'm a professional i know what's up bro it's oh i said it again yeah. oh my god it's so a jameson to me how dare i challenge rocky's uh, <laughs> know-how and professionalism your eyes are twitching yeah at least one of them is <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right now now before we went hot uh jeremy you started bringing up something um, in regards to something. What, where were we again on that? ADHD kicked in. Okay. So this weekend, my daughter, which has never really drank, she's never been in that crowd. She's 20. She decided that she wanted to drink for her birthday. 20 years old. She's at my house. Damn right. I'm going to let her do it sure. and experience a little bit of life. Mm -hmm. Except dad was there. She got fed Jagger. She oh, got boy. fed Goldschlager. Ooh. And, and, Jim Beam Black Cherry. It's a new thing. Oh my God. All blended. All of these things in one sitting. Oh all, boy. All together. And and the bottom of the margarita bottle. Oh. Oh. So needless to say, I don't know what a pterodactyl sounds like, but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it sounded like. <laughs> Wait a oh minute. my so, God. Okay. All right. All right. So she I can't drink one of them. One of them. Without having major consequences the next day. So she had like four different hard boozes. Yeah. How and was the recovery process? 
you know what? She woke up at like six in the morning and puked and was fine. Drank some water. That was it. Was fine. That was it. Uh, the resilience <laughs> of youth. She's five one and 106 pounds. Oh, oh boy. my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? She can hang with the big dogs, I guess. So let's, let's, let's talk about this for a second because cannoli, you know, you have daughters. I do. Um, now, I don't have any daughters. I have three sons. Uh, I have 22 nephews and nieces. We only have three nieces out of the 22 of the nephews and nieces. And um, so I know that my nephews already have that generation covered. But, Jeremy, let me ask you something, because we kind of chatted about this before we went hot. How is it? How do you handle it? And then, Scotty, you jump in, too, because both of you guys understand this. I can't empathize to this. But... One thing is, is I know how dudes think. I mean, you listen to this show. We know how oh, dudes yeah. think. Boobs. Right. You know, we're, we're big fans. Um, but how are you handling the dating scene, Mr. Hansen? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't handle it very well. I'll tell you that. I, I try to be nice, um, but the dad of me shows through. Like, and I've actually told the guys, I will never like you. You will never be good enough for my daughter you touch her, I'll break your hands. And I always tell them a story. When I was young, 16, 17, when we could get away with stuff, mm -hmm. my sister was dating a guy. I caught him cheating on her. So me and my buddies grabbed him, roughed him up a little bit, sure. threw him in the trunk of a car. Hell yeah, you did. Drove out by La Crosse, Wisconsin, in the middle of a bunch of woods, dropped him off, said, you ever talk to my sister again? We'll kill you. And he had like a 10-mile walk back to civilization nice. in the middle of the night at Dude, dark. This is so weird because I got chills when you said you threw him in the trunk. Is that weird? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'd go to prison for that now today. But back then, the cops would have been like, well, were you messing around with the sister? But I always make sure that they hear that story, if you know what I'm saying. Dude, I do. I See, I don't know. I just, I remember I was watching Duck Dynasty back in their earlier seasons. And I think it was like season two. And, and then he had this this daughter and she started dating. And so he met the boyfriend and they're out in the woods and he saw a snake or he said he saw a snake and he unloaded a whole clip of his pistol into the snake. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good message. You know snake. what I'm saying? It is. It is. Like, now what time know, are you going to have my daughter home? <laughs> exactly. You know, I love the movie casino and when they're driving out into the cornfield and the car lid oh, pops yeah, and they, dude drag him out and he's all bleeding and stuff i love having that movie playing right at that moment dude i got chills again hey this is come weird. and watch this with me son dude weird right. things are happening to my nipples can i tell you something though something factual about casino sure um the movie casino was actually made my family actually ran with the family that casino was made off of no joke honest to god really yeah wow. they're all dead nice. they're all dead now just so you guys know that too so you i know? just want to yeah, say yeah you know that bus boy in casino yeah. Remember the busboy character? He is like the ninth cousin to my sister's best friend's boyfriend in that movie. You're such a dick, Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> such a dick, bro. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, Jeremy, sure. the moment, and Rocky, the moment I have a guy that's dating my daughter, who I don't know, I don't know who you are, what are you calling me by my first name for? Oh. Who told you my first Ooh. name? My name to you is Mr. Roberts, the girl I am dating for probably only one time in my life, his father. Right. So, uh, you know, I uh, I have 
two grown daughters that are 27 twins. And I have two younger daughters, four and seven. And so, and I got two sons as well, but, uh, um, I'm not looking forward to it. It seems to me that my first daughters had a hell of a lot of common sense. You know, they were typical kids, but they didn't go out and do bad stuff. And they watched each other's back. They were twins. And they don't like me. No. Well, they don't like your politics. They don't like your politics. politics What are you talking about? I got my politics from you. So I blame you, Roberts. It's my, my (laughs) son-in-law, my son-in-law of one of my daughters who I love deeply, and we have a great relationship. Uh, he refers to me as just an old white guy from Wisconsin when it comes to my political ideologies. Oh, racist. So, uh, oh, I said ageism. I said racism. I said, you mentioned my age and mingled with white. I said, that sounds to me like very, very unleftist views. Do you think you could take but, him? Do you think you could take him? Him? Yeah. Um, I could hurt him. He could probably take me. <laughs> he's, just, he's just, he's younger and bigger. <laughs> he's younger and bigger. You know, I don't know. He's not bigger. He's just an inch taller than I am. But Scotty, to be know. in your defense, you probably have a bigger penis than he does. I'm just saying. Well, maybe. <laughs> the the maybe. things boys talk about, I'll tell you. <laughs> I got more fat than he does. So, Jeremy, what so, do you do, brother? What do you do? When your daughter comes home and she's completely crushed because some little punk broke up with her. No physical stuff. He just broke up with her and she's heartbroken. Do you get involved in that or do you let nature play its course? You know, I do my best to stay out of it. I do. Uh, But I get this seething anger with fire in my eyes Mm. where I want to grab somebody by the throat and strangle them. Mm. Um. I'll tell you a funny story. This guy did that to my 15-year-old daughter. And she just liked him, but he was kind of leading her on. Well, my 16-year-old son, after the football game, it was awesome, came up in cleats and whatnot. He was going to whoop his ass. Yeah, he was. In the stand. And I grabbed him by the back of the shoulder pads, and I I told his name is Diego. I just call him Dago. What was Dago? I said, Dago. You better leave because I'm going to release Peyton in about three seconds. And he went running up the stairs. Guess what? Problem over. No more problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know, how I deal with it. I had uh, one of my twin daughters was dating somebody that you both would know. Who? Uh, he's out there in the public. Oh, I know, I know who you're talking about. What? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And my daughter would call me up weekly and this is about six seven years ago now five six years ago crying he doesn't want to commit he doesn't want to you know i don't know what to do dad do i stick this out do i want to and and i'm like you know uh and i so i have to give advice to my daughter from a dad's point of view now the converse of this is this guy was one of my closest friends and yeah there was an age difference but there's an age difference between him and i too and so I was like, you know, we were joking around at the beginning of that because I thought they were all in love and all of this, and they're getting pretty serious. And I'm thinking, hey, uh, how many guys get to have one of their closest friends become their son-in-law? I said, this could be kind of nice. I am okay with this. Mm. And between them, Mm -mm. there was probably only about (laughs) eight, eight, nine years difference between he and I, 20 years difference. So um, uh, I said, okay, this is cool. I'm okay with this. 
And uh, I didn't get too dad with him, you know, like, uh, hey, uh, watch the way you treat my daughter. He already knew all that. But once this stuff started happening, I found myself in that unenviable position of having to call him up one day and say, brother, I got to talk to you about this. I said, I got to lapse from being friend mode to being dad of my daughter mode. Ooh, bro, tell us more. And I, I just said, you know, I said, it's not my business. I'm not going to meddle in your guy's business. I said, but I got to ask you as a dad now, not a buddy, as a dad, what are your intentions with my daughter? <laughs> That's a heavy loaded question for a guy. Does it bother you that a really good friend of yours was having sex with your daughter? No, it didn't. Oof. You know, that didn't bother me. I'm because, feeling you, Jeremy. I'm feeling you, bro. I'm feeling yeah, you. Listen, I knew and I trusted them. I knew and I trusted them both. And I loved both of them before they were even dating. <laughs> of course, there's always the any guy having sex with my daughter. You get that visual in your head that you want to get out of your head real quick. And it's like, uh, you know what? If you're having sex with my daughter, you better be willing to buy the farm, buddy. Ooh. You know, that's a dad thing. Of course, it's not the way we acted when we were that age. But uh, so, you know, did I have a problem with it? No, I didn't have a problem with it. They're adults. So they what can would run you do? their own what lives. You, I get that. What would you do if you walked into a room and I was in the room with both of your older daughters rubbing both their feet at the same time? What's up? Are you seriously going <laughs> to ask me that question? I am. What, 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 what are you? What are you in your own hypothetical doing in a room with both of my daughters? I've already been there in my mind, bro. What's up? <laughs> Ooh. Hey, what about man? You call me Mister Cannoli. <laughs> go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremy. I'm sorry. What about man code? I mean, there is a set of rules. There is a man code. You do not date your buddy's daughter. You don't yeah. date his ex-wife. You don't date anybody that he's been with in the last six months. It's just man code. And moms. Moms are off limits. What the hell? I, I moms. Don't yeah. Moms, totally. daughters, aunts, exes. Well, you got to understand that the guy Scotty's referencing, um, he's part of a, the UFO community. So there's not a lot of man code shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's an intellectual. He's a futurist. He's a philosopher. He's and all he, those And things. he wears skinny jeans. Just saying. And he wears skinny jeans because he's oh. a skinny guy, unlike me. <laughs> he's a, a Balchinian. I will tell you, there is there is man code stuff there. There was a point, though, where you as a guy, if you picture certain guys you want your kids, your daughters to marry or to be with, that you think that's the safe zone. I was like, when I found out they were dating, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that because that's my safe zone for a guy for my daughter. I can trust this guy. Oh. And now, of course, it didn't work out in the long run for them. And it didn't really hinder our relationship. But there was a point where I said to him, as a dad, I got to tell you, you know, shit or get off the pot that's with right, my daughter. Bro. You're destroying her right now emotionally. Yeah. And uh, so there was, and, you know, that might be a little over-exaggeration, but I had to be the dad, too. Uh, to my daughter, as well as his friends. So this is why the code exists. So dads don't have to be going to prison dads of their daughters to their buddies. You know, well, it's like, it's hey, like I, I'm willing to rock an orange jumpsuit. Just saying, do it totally. <laughs> yeah, I already have. I'll do it again. I don't give <laughs> <Right>. a shit. <laughs> exactly. When it comes to my daughters, they're my babies, yep. and they will always 
Yep. Babies. So we'll see. I, I will say code, notwithstanding, I trusted my daughter, her intellect, her private life. I trusted him, his intellect. I trusted them together. It's like, this is an odd situation. This is outside the code, but you know what? It's okay because it's not my deal to get in the middle of your shit. Jeremy, let me ask you a so, question. Let me ask you a question, Jeremy. Ask him. Okay. Now, Scotty, this this is kind of revolving around what you and I got, you know, not what we got going on, but this is, you know, joking Ooh. conversations oh. we've had in the past. Okay. Let's You're not going to talk about the three ways, are you? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> let's, okay. um, let's, let's pretend that your beautiful wife, Maya, um, okay. she was a masseuse. And um, how would it make you feel if one of your boys... Went to Maya for a body rub, and one of your boys was completely naked while your wife rubbed him. Well, who's his boys? Wow. You mean his? No, a friend, his like a dude. We we talk about oh, his coaches, buddies, so it's his, like a buddy. Guys, you know what I'm okay. Would you have a problem with that, Jeremy? <laughs> no, it wouldn't bother me a bit, honestly. Um, you know what? She's probably the most faithful woman I've ever met in my right. life. So it literally, it wouldn't bother me a bit. I think it all stops right there is, is the trust. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But would it bother it you does. that maybe she saw someone shwank? You know what I'm saying? Would it bother you if maybe she saw somebody else's balls? You know? Well, She's I don't want her to have a bad <laughs> opinion of other men. And I don't want her to think that other men aren't really men. So that would be scary to me. Oh. But <laughs> well, and you, you know what? It's like my wife's a massage therapist. So has my wife seen my wife is an adult. Has my wife seen other men's uh, cock and balls? Yeah, she wow, has. Bro, why do you got to say it like that for? Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, my wife, I've been around the block. My wife has been around the block. Um, you know, I've been around more blocks than she has. You but sure that, have whore. Shut it. Shut up. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> that's why they call you the cannoli. <laughs> uh, there it is. The little cannoli. There oh. it is. No, oh. no, I, I got to take that back because a doctor taped his shit up when he went and had his vasectomy and not me. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. It's so stuck on that. I was giving a story of my vasectomy and I said, you know, Rocky, there's the doctors are standing there. And the first thing they do, they take and they take my junk and tape it up to my abdomen. And then they start talking about the party they were having the cocktail party. And Rocky, whoa, whoa, whoa. They didn't tape your shit up. And then tape mine up. I go, yeah. <laughs> get it out. Of, he says, why? And I said, get it out of the way. <laughs> hey, you know, He's stuck I can on tell you that. This. You know, if my wife was a masseuse and she saw other guys junk all day, all that would be is a constant reminder of how lucky of a woman she really is. Ooh. That's it. That's it. Hell yeah, right? you just went there. Hell I did. yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, let's personalize this, Jeremy. Okay. What if Rocky oh. was laying naked on your wife's massage Ooh. table? Yo, Maya, how you doing? What's up? How uh, you doing? What does that uh, change the landscape at all? Not at all. Okay, there you go. No, no. because it's just gonna make Jeremy feel even better about what he has. Though, because I don't <laughs> because they don't use tape for me, bro. Obviously, shit's not right. <laughs> what about if your wife said, like my wife Rainey said, Oh. Rocky wants a massage. Mm -hmm. Don't you have an appointment, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Scotty. No, she did not say it that way. You know, that's one of those hypotheticals. I don't know what the hell I'd do with that. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm not sure. 
Hey, it is what it is. It's the stooch. It's the stooch. Yeah, that's right. I'm a man that's of right. peace. You know what I'm saying? I'm a man of freaking peace. Don't worry <laughs> about me. One piece at a time. So, Hanson, what do you got yeah. going on, brother? I let's let's talk about your show real quick. Now, folks, next segment, um, we're gonna kind of get a little bit more serious. I think. Who knows? Don't know for sure, but you know how this show goes. But let's find out what Hanson has been up to with his show, uh, Unleashed with Jeremy Hanson, and uh, you know what. What's his vision? And we can actually talk about this industry. If you guys really want to get nauseous, we can talk about the radio industry. Um, oh, but, but, but Jeremy, you know, yeah, go ahead. I just took a sabbatical for a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, my buddy called me. He's like, dude, you know, you haven't done a show in like eight days. And I was like, has it been that long? Really? Yeah, because I was so sick and tired of the same bullshit over and the infighting between these so-called patriots mm. and the you know, and I get these people, oh, you hate Democrats. You love Democrats. You know what? They're Americans. I don't judge people yeah, like that. And it, it made me so sick. I, I took a break and I said, I don't give a shit. I just don't care. If I don't, I'm going to rip my heart out. My yeah. soul's already being trampled on. So I, I took that off and I came back and I had like this inner fire. And people think I'm weird because I'm bastardizing all my Republican followers. And and I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm doing a service to Americans and I'm trying to be apolitical when it comes to the bullshit on both sides. But more important than that, we're launching uh, Unleashed America where we're doing on-site podcasts at these businesses. And I started doing it and guess what? They do the advertising for you. Oh, you want to do a podcast for me? I've got like 10,000 places. I want to send it. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, That's cool. It was an epiphany. And you know what? I'm having fun doing it. Uh, you know what? I'm not very good at editing yet, but I'm working on it and I'm getting there. So Unleashed Jeremy Hansen, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's politics. And some people might not, not like it. That's okay. But I'll tell you what I'm excited about is Unleashed America. We're talking pizza places. We're talking. I actually did one at an outdoor store where they have the largest constitution in the world. Ooh. Yeah, it's four stories tall. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's awesome. It's all done on metal, and they sandblasted the words into it. It's cool. I mean, stuff like that. And the people I meet, like I met this ordinary couple the other day, and I'm sitting at U.S. Cellular ready to pay my bill, and they're like, they're talking to uh, this agent, and they're like, yeah, we have a, a business. You know, we make rubs for barbecue. And I was like, bam. By the time I walked out of there, I got their name number. They're all excited. I'm going to go there. They're going to show me some stuff. Dude, that's outstanding. Hell yeah. Good for you, brother. You know, and, and you know, that's the thing is, is that there's, there's two different types of hosts in this industry. Those that conform to what they think society wants. So they're constantly going against their morals and standards to produce content because they think that, and, and a lot of people do, they're, they're looking for very specific information. And then there's people like us where we define ourselves by who we are. Dude, I say crazy stuff on this show, but you know what? Uh, you know, we've all been there, Jeremy. You know, I used to do the drive time. We used to, you know, we, we've done it all. And, and people got to understand that when our lives are consumed by politics, it, it literally takes a part of our soul. And, and so um, I've taken sabbaticals. I've, I've had to walk away for a while just because the number one ultimate thing in our lives that's the most important is what we have right here at our homes, right? It's our family. Right. It's our sanity. And uh, I say hats off to you, brother. You you have the utmost respect from both me and Scotty and, and what you're doing and, and your mission and your views. And, Absolutely. And it's not a left and right thing. And that's that's kind of, I said uh, last week, Scotty, that I've evolved over the last few years in this industry because of the fact is, is that 
it's 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 who we are as a person, and that's what we bring to this microphone. It's not that we're going to pick our team and then be blinded to all the bullshit that our team's doing because we're trying to always justify in their wrongs. It's it's what we see, how we see it, and people truly and genuinely appreciate that. Uh, they appreciate the honesty. I agree. They appreciate the laughter. They appreciate the happiness, and that's why we do what we do. And, and so, brother, we're going out to the bottom of the hour break, and when we come back, who knows? It's a little surprise for all you guys. <laughs> we have our brother, Jeremy Hansen, from Unleashed with Jeremy Hansen, and now Unleashed America and the big freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts. I am Rocky Stucci. You're listening to the Situation Room, Mojo 5 Radio, Odyssey Radio, StreamingTalkLive.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we truly love the hell out of each and every one of you. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Stand by. You know, I wish I had the permission from my beautiful queen that she would allow me to enjoy a good Cuban cigar while we do these shows because this is one of those shows oh. where a, a cigar is absolutely appropriate. You know what I'm saying, boys? Amen. Yep. A freaking man. Hey, you know, during the break, folks, and, and mind you, um, if you're listening to the program on Mojo or Odyssey or if you're listening to the podcast, thank you a thousand freaking times. Um, we continue the conversation during the commercial breaks on the YouTube video. Whatever is convenient for you, how you listen or watch, we're grateful either way. And um, during the break, what were we talking about during the break that I just wanted to bring up? I, I completely just had a serious ADHD. Oh, Jeremy was referencing um, in regards to our audience. And uh, it was a very profound point because... There's reasons. I always tell people, like, if you're super mature then uh, and you don't have a sense of humor, this isn't the place for you, you know? I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe a radio host. No, it's just not the place for you. We have fun here, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason is, and the reason we all get it, we call it the ADHD of talk radio, is that every single person that's either listening or every single person that is watching this program and the exact same for your show, Jeremy, and Scotty, the exact same for yours, is that... The content is one thing, but the individualism is another thing. And we've all been down certain paths in life that we all empathize with one another. We've all had these struggles. No matter what the struggle is, homelessness, addiction, uh, just tragedy, we all get it and we all understand it. And I think that's what brings this family together is, is just knowing that life is too freaking short. And uh, if we can't laugh about what's going on in this world then we're doing something wrong. What do you think, gentlemen? Hey, freaking men. If you can't laugh, you can't have the spice of life. Right. And if you can't laugh, you're not really living. Amen, well, damn bro. skippy is what I would say to that. That's, uh, that's the truth. And you can be as serious as you want to be, and pretty soon uh, you're going to wear people out with how serious you are. So Serious is I was boring. Talking on my own show tonight, earlier this evening, about talking about... Uh, um, blended faith systems, blended belief system, and so on, and how you can be so stuck in one that you can't see what's going on in the other. And if you are unable to blend those things, what kind of world are you creating? So what when do you, you bring just, to the world? Just, just to help reiterate a little bit. When you say blended faith, uh, what are you yeah. referring to, like organized religion and spirituality? No, 
Well, maybe a little bit. Uh, I'm talking specifically in this little series I'm doing on. Uh, I started out with a one program. Hey, can Christianity and paganism be compatible or are they wholly incompatible? And I was trying to look at the compatibility factors. And that's stretched out now into like five episodes now. But talking about this stuff and then talking about belief, do you really believe what you say you really believe? And, uh, and it got into talking without being preachy. It's like saying, I believe this and this is my belief system. <coughs> but man, never shall it meet my job or my world out there, sports or hanging out with my buddies. It's my there, there's a difference between privately believing something and believing something is real enough that it affects the other areas of your life. So let me ask you guys, when, when you're talking about the, what you believe privately compared to what we exert when we go out into public, um, is so are we are we being multiple-faced when we do that? Are, are we having a personal identity issue that are we embarrassed with our faith that we don't talk about it publicly? Is that What do you think? Well, uh, I, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer, but I'm also a realist. Mm -hmm. And I, I let people know that. Yeah, I swear I do stupid stuff, you know, but I don't think that's being two-faced. I, I think that I'm always striving to be better and you'll see me fall. That's probably how we're so transparent. Mm -hmm. People watch us fall. People watch us say stupid yeah. stuff. Um, but trying to be, I, I completely get it. The whole blended thing, what he's talking about. I think everybody lives that way to a certain point. I, I, yeah, I, and you see what, what I think about that when I say you talk about, you know, I'm a Christian, but I swear and I do stuff like that and I drink every now and then and so on. Those are things that have become elements of who? The divine's mandates right. upon what you believe? Uh, or is that the stricture of the mythology of your religion? And by mythology, I don't mean fake story. I mean the, the, the comprised history and so on of, your, of your, the way you believe. And is it so stringent and so strict that you can't abide the way somebody else believes? And what about what they believe? Um, are they, do they see you that way? Or are they open to you? So I'm, I'm saying the, the way I was in the Baptist church and in my teaching was very strict and rigid, and I called it iron bars, grocery list Christianity. You had to do the things on this list and not do the things on that list in order to be right with God. And, uh, and it locked you up. And, uh, it's, and so I, I'm asking the questions when I'm doing my show. Is this the way it really is? Is that what it's really all about? Is, and I got to ask you guys this, not to get too serious on this, but is, <laughs> do, do you think God is somebody that, Wants us locked down. Uh, oh, here's the example. Not even. I think example. being right with God means being right with ourselves. Amen. But that's, see, that's an interpretation. I don't know about that because in the Bible it says that He gave us uh, the Holy Spirit to tell us right from wrong, and I think right. that's our, our guiding light. Like we are guided by that. Like you know, if you're going to do something, if it's wrong, by sure. what yourself tells you. And if I think that you're truly lost if you don't have that. But I think if you have that, if you stay within those boundaries, I think that's what we're supposed to do. I don't think it's supposed to be thou shalt not drink and thou shalt not. I think it's you live your life according to your conscience and you do the right things. And, you know, a lot of times only you know about it and you got to be OK with that. OK, now here's here's what I was getting at. What would you do with this? 
uh, we used to believe, and we used to teach this in theology, to in seminary and stuff, and we talked about this stuff. God basically created us out of nothing. He owns us. He gave us free will, sure, but that free will is limited to you have free will to make any choice you want, but if you choose against me, I will I will turn you over to eternal, infinite damnation. So there's not really a choice in the free will. There's a free will to choose to damn yourself or to go along with what God says. Now, that being said, we would explain that by saying God basically owns us. He can do whatever the hell he wants with us. We're his creation. If he wants to snuff us out for no good goddamn reason, uh, just because he, he can do it, because, uh, you know what? I'm going to start with something else. Bye, everybody. Dude, you just that's used his, his choice you, you, to do. You just used his name in vain, bro. No, that's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that commandment, don't use the Lord in the name of the Lord your God in vain. We've, 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 watered that down to mean you can't say things like god damn and things like that's not using the god's name in vain you know what that means in actual vernacular translation not interpretation translation give us the vernacular it means he who uses the name of the lord god for vain and self-promoting purposes shall not be left guiltless meaning and this was pertaining to the people who would use god to puff themselves up. Well, you, you, okay. Now it's, they may think their God is different, but you know, you look at Islam, boy, when you says using his name as self, whatever purposes, right. You know, look at what Islam does, you know, radical Islam. Oh, hell uh, yeah. You know, they, they will kill and savage you because of, they use the biblical context to justify those actions. Draw a cartoon of Muhammad or of Allah. Dude, you should. Without uh, facing a fatwa. Do it, do it. Face, do it. Draw one up and post it on Facebook. Dude, that'll, I did be, once. that'll be like three days of entertainment for me. <laughs> Years ago. Oh, boy. You're getting some hot water right now. <laughs> there it is. Sanctioned by Rocky Stucci. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't you remember what happened to the French guy that drew the picture? Yeah. Yeah, that was serious. What was it? Je suis Charlet? Yeah. So. <laughs> I want to say bad stuff yeah. about French people, but our wonderful... Dear friend Leslie is a little El Francais, you know what I'm saying? So I'm right. I'm, I'm holding back, you know, but I got shit to she, say. She's about a what? French. An elf what? El Francais. Oh, El Francais. El Francais. Foo-foo. Foo-foo-foo. Oh. Foo-foo. Si but I will say that the, oui. oh. I will say this, though. The Vikings <laughs> whooped the French's ass. What's up now? That's right. But kind of. They kind of got we their ass did. whipped, too. You know, oh, all of a sudden, Scotty says we. He gets a DNA test, find out he's like, Three thirty-second thousandths of Scandinavian. All of a sudden, he's a Viking. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Right. You know, Rocky put up that that meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to Valhalla now. I'm going to Valhalla, bro. <laughs> I, know, will say, I, I, I will say. I will say. You got Greek? I found out seventeen percent Greek. Hell yeah, you are, bro. Right on. Yeah, I got American Indian in me. I got uh, a lot. You know how they do the areas? They don't really do countries. Yep. Do, like, yep. Areas. Uh, Scandinavian, German. I've even got like 1.8% from Africa. So, you know, different parts of my body come from different areas. Oh, see, I I think we all got some of that. I think I got like, you know, 0.0, less than, it has the less than symbol, less than 0.02% African. You know how I can tell I'm not African? Oh. Because the doctor didn't tape my penis when he did the vasectomy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I will say it was still white, you know, so did, or pink, pinkish. Did you have any of your friends go up and say, "Don't take the test"? They're the FBI and the and the uh, all all the time. I uh, talk about the DNA test I took, and people say, well, "You know, you shouldn't be doing." That. And I'm like, "Whatever, dude." If they want, I don't care stuff. who knows my DNA. They just go to my doctor's office and take it by force. You'd only care they if you were it. a criminal, right? Right. Yeah. I don't care. If somebody knows my DNA, oh, you know I've got Scandinavian in me now? Oh. Horrors. Um, uh, by the way, when we did my DNA, I was always Scottish and Welsh. Welsh and Scottish in that order. I'm like like 72% British Isles, you know, oh. in my DNA. But then all of a sudden, I never even knew this. Up comes 16% Scandinavian. Oh, like 16%. What, where's that? I, I find no Scandinavian names in my family tree going back 450 years. No, no Scandinavian names. So where'd that come from? Audrey. I bet it's way further it back. Was, You're talking like eighth, ninth century. I'll bet. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. Uh, it was more than likely Viking raids on my ancestors. Audrey, just so you know, guys. we're having a version two of the Roberts right now uh, from yesterday. Just saying, you know what I'm saying? Jeremy, that's, that's cool. You look, know, look at Scotty. Yeah. Look at Scotty. Look at Scotty. There look it him. is. Look at him. There it is. Hey, Jeremy, let me ask you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to on... go get some coffee. I'll be right back. You what guys. The... Talk. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he threw I'm his so shit down? <laughs> it better be Maxwell House. <laughs> he threw his headphones down, dude. He popped them out of his ear. What are your thoughts on Q? <laughs> uh, I think that Q. Uh, how can I say this the right way? You can say I it think... the wrong way, bro. Okay, I think there was a bunch of people that were working together like there is a pedophile Pentagon task force right now. I think that it was kind of the same thing, and they started leaking information uh, just like the bad side was. Wait, there's really a pedophile task force? Yeah, there's a Pentagon pedophile task force. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, most people don't realize it, but we've had close to 20,000 people arrested in for pedophilia yeah. in the last three years. Now, under that. Barack Obama... During his eight-year term, it was less than 8,000 people. Because those are his people, bro. Him and Michaels. Right. It sucks, don't it? Doesn't it piss you off? Dude, to no I mean, end. To no end. You know, I, I often, I, I question the reality of the matrix that we live in because, you know, we, we, we want to believe that everything is true of what we were taught. But then as we dig and explore, we find out that the biggest criminal organization in the world is the United States politician. And they sit here and they turn blind eyes when it comes to pedophilia and child prostitution. And then we right. have situations like the Vegas shooting, the school shootings, the gun situation. All this is this all manifestations. It's all a dialectic. And, and we always get sucked into their world and we can never figure out what the truth really is, you know? Right. Well, let's take this, for example. You go back to the 80s and say, I'm pissed because my government diverted this money to go from this road to this road and this road needed it more. That's what we dealt with. Donald Trump takes over and we find out that these people have been using our tax money to pay off their sex scandals mm -hmm. and everybody's forgotten about it already. Yep. Right. Hey, can I get a word in here edgewise? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That, that's something too, that, uh, that I've noticed is uh, you start what Donald Trump has done, even in the whole current impeachment stupidity, 
He's doing things that are done. This is what presidents are supposed to do. You're supposed to, whether it's a, I don't think it was a quid pro quo. And the way that the, the left is trying to colorize this, what I think it was is the president's doing his job. He's leveraging to get other countries to do what we want them to do. And have you noticed this whole thing in the impeachment? All they're trying to do is they continually, with the language they use, the words they use, trying to colorize it as, um, oh, he's doing this to try to eliminate a political opponent. And I was like, please, uh, could you please now uh, reveal all the paperwork on your sex scandal money? Can I say this uh, in a you know? very peaceful, loving way? Sure. I really want to kick Adam Schiff in the face in a loving, mm-hmm. peaceful, nonviolent way. You know what I'm saying? Does that I make sense? That's the way, you know, it's like when my dad spanked me, you know, or my mom spanked me. You know, that's the thing. He's our employee. We don't work for him. He works for us. It's well, about time. It's like you want to take him out to the woodshed. Go do this time. The woodshed. I, I wouldn't say that I hate him, but I would unplug his life support to charge my phone. <laughs> hey, is there a plug yeah. here for my? Oh, I see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't hate Adam Schiff, and I, I've said, I've said before that. And we've said it a couple of times. I said, he's got a wife. He's probably got kids. He probably loves his family. They probably love him. Blah, blah, blah. No, they probably don't love him. But but you know what? Uh, I've gotten to a point where you watch somebody long enough and you watch how they act and what they do. And there's a point where you go, you know what? I, I got nothing left for you. I tried to defend you from a humanistic point of view, from a, hey, let's all come together, kumbaya point of view. But I can't do that anymore. You've you've right. crossed the line, dude. I did that with Elijah Cummings. Just I I, I wasn't defending yeah. the dude at all. He's a crook. He's a criminal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just I kind of jumping on what you just said there, Scott. It's just like okay, you know what, dude has kids and grandkids. Let's, let's not celebrate the death. Let's just be like okay, he's dead, but let's not celebrate it, right? Yeah. Dude, I took right. shit for that, man. I took shit. I know that's that's bullshit. You know, you shouldn't wish death on anybody. I don't care who right, it is. Right. You know, you can have a justice trial and they can be hung for the wrongs they've committed. That's one thing. But just to say, I hope somebody dies. I hate that. I I don't care who it is. I hate it. So, that. Jeremy, what is your take now um, on the bread and circuses here in regards to the whole impeachment hearing? Uh, you know, is this a, a play? Now, we had a school shooting today. I also kind of find that convenient that there was a school shooting in Southern California. Uh, it always seems like there's school shootings or some kind of big event whenever the Democrats start getting dildos up their butthole and can't figure out how to take them out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I do. What right. is your overall view of this whole circus we're dealing with? Are, are we being distracted as Americans? Is this because Donald Trump is truly like you were talking about with the, the pedophilia and the, the, the child sex trafficking? Is this because Trump is is truly calling all this out literally? that they are so threatened that the only option they have is to go after him through impeachment? I I think it's that. And I also think that they need some misdirection right now. If you start looking oh, behind yeah. what's going on, Burisma, what bank did they use? The Deutsche Bank. Why are they going after the Deutsche Bank records? Not to get Trump, but to protect themselves. Um, there's so much misdirection. And it's like you said, everybody, Republican, Democrat, everybody up there is a crook. Every single person up there. And I think that they are so afraid of America unifying and coming together that literally they're willing to do anything. And I'll just say it. 
I believe that some of these school shootings are black flags. I think that really, Mm. I I truly believe that Um, you start looking around and you start doing the history and history doesn't lie. You look at the pulse nightclub shooting. uh, You look at all these shootings and for some reason, the FBI is always hanging around wanting to take these guys and make them agents and blah, 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 blah on 80% of them. So you can't tell me because I know a lot of people and I don't know that many FBI agents, you know, only, uh, only when they come knocking on your door, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, and I did have one show up. Yep. I, I think they just wanted to kind of check it out, see if I had rebel flags or anything hanging on the wall or, you know. Um, but I think that we are always focused on the wrong people. If we want to fix this place, just like this impeachment proceeding, it's a sham. There's nothing there. The Democrats are against the Republicans. That's not going to change. I think yesterday it showed us that the independents are going to swing Republican Mm. with what they brought out. But I think they're going to drag this thing on as long as they can, because they can't beat them. They have nobody that can beat them. Nobody. See, they're, they're using this, these proceedings, I believe to, and I think this is plainly evident. It is to put on a show, a public display for them to try to sway what I would call the unthinking public. And by that, I don't mean you're all stupid, folks. I mean that the gross majority of Americans don't really invest a lot of time into digging deep for facts. You can tell this when you go on social media and listen to the kinds of insults you get from people, either about the president or about whatever. It's like, do you guys know how to read? How, who's typing this for you? <laughs> um, because there's a whole lot more to this than that. And so I think it's a big thing to try to drag out as long as possible to try to discolor in public mind Donald Trump for the next election, which is coming up in less than a year now. And so you look at that and you say, this makes a hell of a lot of sense. This is and it's it's not that big a conspiracy theory. It's the Democrats doing what they're doing. Let, let me ask you, how much legislation is getting done right now uh, in comparison to this whole impeachment process? None. Uh, nothing's happening. So the whole government is shifted right now into the impeachment process, whether you are for it or whether you have to defend against it or whether you are just the hapless senators or House members that are like, Look, I don't care either way. I have to because you're forcing me into it. But why aren't we getting any work done? Right. Uh, because we're all focused on this. You can see it just in that alone, that fact that this is being used to do something. It's not getting rid of the president. I please. heard something the other day that um, every Republican president has had impeachment attempts on them. in I think are almost the whole history. Is that fact? Do you guys hear that? No. I believe it was I, I, in the eight or uh, 20th century, okay. since the 20th century. Gotcha, that's gotcha. true. Now, no, you know, what's interesting, too, I it was just responding to somebody being very polite. We were talking polite on social media that was talking about, well, you know, they wouldn't take it this far if there wasn't something to it, the Democrats. And I said, you know what? I said, there wouldn't this wouldn't be the ninth time they tried if the real story beneath it wasn't they're trying to find anything they can possibly manipulate to make work for them. I said, this started on day two of, uh, of uh, Trump's presidency. And this is the ninth time 
it's been proposed and that's and this is the one that finally made it for they finally had the nail in the wall to hang their hats mm-hmm. on and they're flailing at it their attempt is woeful and you know a smart person would say ah you know what guys i got to back out of this is not working i was wrong right. I was, but what would that do to their power base Wait, jeremy you know, let me let me let me ask you something jeremy when, sure. when Scotty's talking about um, some of these conversations he has with his friends on the left, um, it 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 does frighten me because I think all three of us have no problem calling all bullshit from either side of the aisle, right? right. So we're not hypocrites or we're not tribal like a right. lot of these people are. Jeremy, what is your take on the complacency of the people on the left to where they, like Scotty, you just said, well, they wouldn't have taken it this far and they believe everything the mainstream media is ramming down their throats. What does that say for society? And what does that say for the future of our society when people will believe any little acorn that is put on their plate? Well, I think we're past that point actually mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, this morning I was listening to a professor from South, South Cal talk about Devin Nunes and how he doesn't understand how somebody like Nunes, a dairy farmer, could ever rise to the level where oh, the American people yeah, are talking. Yeah. And I think about that and I was like, man, you want to talk about identity politics and ripping people apart. What a dairy farmer. We we can't believe him. We can't talk to him. I think if you look at this, it's not just about fake news or any of the other crap from any side. I believe this. I believe that it is an elitist oligarchical system trying to hold power and they will use any means necessary to separate the people because they are powerless. If we're unified. Boom. Right. Boom. Right. Spot on. How do you like those? You know, yeah. even though it's dangerous, you're not supposed to talk about this stuff in a threatening way, of course. But you know where my mind goes with this? If there is any way that, let's say this ends up for another House vote, it goes, to, well, it's going to go to the Senate, it's going to be killed. But they've got to determine first if they're going to impeach him. What if it went so far as, this became such a sham and the public was so aware of it. You had half the Democrats drop out of voting for it in the house, which is a possibility. I'm not saying it's a probability. It's a possibility. Now let's say the whole impeachment thing goes, no matter which way it goes in the house, Senate puts it to bed, death on arrival. Um, Do you think that this then, if there is a deep state that is trying to get this to And Rocky, you were just saying that there were these operators who want a certain thing to have happen. Do you think what's next on the list? Assassination attempts? Ooh. Is this is this where this is going to go if we do, if we see this thing fail for the Democrats? Two which minutes, I think guys. We will. Two minutes, guys. I believe I believe that we've probably already seen them. We just haven't been told about them. Right. Um, right. That's all I can really say about that. But the other thing is, is we got to remember all this stuff is connected. You look at Burisma, you look at uh, Ukraine, you look yes. at Papadopoulos when they first started spying on him, working with an Israeli oil company. It's all connected. And I think us as a people got to get non-political, come together as the American people, mm. take care of each other and get these dirty bastards out of office. A Damn straight. Freaking man, brother. Hey, Jeremy, we are running down on time here. Let everybody, let the listening audience know how can they connect with Jeremy Frickin' Hansen? How can they listen to your podcast? And how can they be in touch with... Um, wait, where did I write it down again now? I forgot your nickname already, bro. The Kroon Kaka. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say... Kroon Kaka. I was just going to say Kaka. You know what I'm saying? The big freaking Kaka. 
Is Ooh, that like there KR is. with an umlaut in it somewhere? Yes, there is. It's, <laughs> there you go. It's like Motley Crue. But anyways, go to uh, UJHlive.com, and I've got Kroom Kaka for sale on there as well. Do you, you really? I do. I do. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, we're ordering it, Scotty. We're ordering it. it line up, come up with a line of cannolis. So I tell you what. I saw you guys are selling jigs. Yes. Hell yes. I'm going to buy a couple. Because I've used them before and they're freaking amazing. Just so you know, dude. Yeah, Mike, right Mike, Mike, Mike Larson is a good brother, man, and um, he's. I'm, I'm glad he he joined the the meatball army here. So, Scotty, really quick, let everybody know about the big freaking cannoli, Mister Scotty Roberts, right here on YouTube or ScottAllenRoberts.com or StreamingTalkRadio.com. And Jeremy, your website is UJHLive.com, correct? Yes, sir. UJHLive.com. Folks, man, we are down to the end of the program. We This is our Friday edition of the Situation Room. Uh, very blessed and grateful to have Mr. Jeremy Hansen coming on the program today. Uh, it's it's one big family, man. And I'll just say something really quick in just a few seconds. Um, Jeremy's been in this in- industry for a long time. And uh, if anybody ever needs any counsel uh, and, and all the things what not to do, like I always say, I, you know, we, we got to learn this industry by roughing ourselves up, you know, and it's it's not what everybody thinks it is. It's a tough industry. And uh, I, I got the utmost respect for Jeremy and his journey and all the things that, that he has done and, and his success with the program. And of course, his father, him being a dad and, and a, a husband and his beautiful family. Uh, he is family. He is Meatball Army. He is one of us, and we appreciate the hell out of you, Jeremy. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, much love to you. Much respect to each and every one of you. Have a fantastic weekend. Put up your freaking Christmas trees. And rule number one, (laughs) don't take shit from nobody. Love you guys. Good night, everybody. Live long and prosper.